Yeah, we're live. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. It is the day, the day we've all been waiting for. Having our hearing on this beautiful September 27th, 2018. This is Illusions Destroyed. Uh, welcome, everyone. Congrats. You're listening to the best new podcast to hit the uh, internet waves. And congratulations, we've all survived this day. Yeah, we lived. We didn't. Nobody died uh, from the hearing. So, and especially, especially for uh, Doctor Ford, she was able to survive in spite of you know. I mean, not in spite of, but you know, amidst the security fears that she had, she was able to make it through. Oh, you mean the one who? Jet sets around the world all the time. No, she Come doesn't. On. She's terrified of flying. She. No, that's no. why they had to push the hearing back. <laughs> no, but she she flies everywhere. They they. I saw that that she's always flying for pleasure. Well, that sort of dispels. She flew to DC. In fact, did she fly to DC? I was going to say, yeah. why did it take so long? Then, if why did they push it back? If she's, I'm confused. I thought no, she, she had that same sort of fear John Madden had. That's why he had to have the bus. Right. No, and I understand what you're saying, but I'm telling you that she's on a plane at least like twice a year from stuff I've seen on Twitter. I enjoy flying, so I get that. But when you say you can't do something because you're afraid of flying, and then you're flying everywhere, sort of. My summary of what I thought of her was that I think something's wrong with her. <laughs> um, really? And I'm but she's I'm a doctor. Sorry, I'm saying it with a smile. I shouldn't be, but it's just been a very uh, there's a lot to process today. Um, yeah, something happened to this woman at some point in her life. Right. She she is obviously. Um, I don't want to say she's not well adjusted because I don't know her, but from what I saw today, she is not normal. Right. I don't know what you want to say. There's something. I don't think she's well adjusted, and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, and I don't. I do think that something probably happened to her. Yes, there's something. At some point it. in her life, my husband and I were talking about it today, and he's like, "What if something happened to her when she was like twelve or something?" And that's what she's actually processing, right. you know. Because, especially because of the um, lack of specificity mm -hmm. and the lack of detail, despite Kamala Harris's assertion that she gave searing detail, she didn't give searing detail about anything. Is anybody Her testimony else... was the exact same today as it has been, well, I mean, with a few exceptions, mm -hmm. as it has been her, her letter to Feinstein, you know? We just added emotion to it this time by putting faces to it. Sure. I'm really, I'm really, really, really frustrated with, like, leading the witness type language. You know, where where all these people are 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 putting beliefs in your head by the way they word things subconsciously, and like you don't even realize they're doing it if you're not paying attention for it. I'm yep. really just sick of it. Like, when did every fucking politician become a psychologist? Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. They're like a bunch of sociopaths. Anyway, so, um. Just to finish what I was saying, something happened to this woman, but 
She is obviously lying about it being Kavanaugh. She obviously knows that she's lying about it being Kavanaugh. Um, and I actually, while she was testifying, if you want to call it testifying, being interviewed, whatever, I actually felt bad for her because I felt like she, I felt like she was a puppet, like, or, or a stunt double on a firing line. You know what I mean? Like, like they threw her out there knowing that she was going to be, you know, burned in, in eulogy, but they threw her out there anyway. And it was just like, you know, I felt so bad for her. And when, and every time she got caught in a lie, I cringed. I actually turned it off a couple of times. Cause I'm like, I can't, like, I feel too bad for this woman right now. Yeah, I didn't feel like, bad for her at all. She put her, like, she decided to come forward with this. So the media circus around it and being questioned and all of that, that comes with it, you know? And what I, what, what I've discussed by similar to what you were saying about the um, leading questions, but it was also the bird signaling statements of you're so brave and America looks up to you. Speak for your damn self, Cory Booker. I mean, how could, could they have called her courageous more times today? I, I must know. Have, I must have heard her referred to that way two dozen times. I'm like, all right, we get it. <laughs> like, well, that we were reminded of that, and we were constantly reminded of this is a job interview. This is, mm-hmm. this is a job interview. This is, this is a job interview, and it's like the only time anyone that I've gotten into arguments with over the topic is – you know, anytime you bring up, oh, you're innocent until proven guilty, it's like, well, no, that's only in criminal investigations. This is a job interview. You're like, right. It's like, oh, okay, so like the standards are what lower for criminal investigations or? Right. So, what did you think of her, Garrett? I think that yes, something did happen to her, and I don't like to say that she's lying. Um, I think that she, because lying is the implication, like brings the implication in of like, she's intentionally, you know, uh, thinking out a falsehood. You know, I, I think she genuinely thinks that this happened to her, but you You know, you think she thinks Kavanaugh did it? mm -mm. Like, well, I mean, I think she's told herself that enough times at this point to, like she believe, like she believes she's telling the truth, whether or not anyone that's can back her, her up on it. Stated that she believes she's telling the truth, and that's all a polygraph, you know. Tell, right. I mean, not even that. It just determines like your pulse and you know sweat. So right. how did, I mean, if she, be, I'm sorry, there were too many disconnections in her story. You know, maybe I'm just being PC. Maybe I'm just being too PC in my. Well, why would you do that? <laughs> no, she was. There were, she, was tri- she tripped up a, a number of times. Yeah. Her story has changed from therapist to, to Feinstein to the press to how the press got a hold of the story. If she didn't leak it and Feinstein didn't leak it, who leaked it and how many people were involved and who was involved and, you know, the who, what, where, when how, you know, all of that, none of that has been consistent or detailed at all. Except she did remember that she had one beer. 
she was able to remember that she had one beer. She was able to, she was able to remember she had one beer. But her best friend at the time says, no, this didn't happen. The other witnesses well, that she fair, named. To be fair, all she said was she doesn't remember the night in question. Okay. And then all of the other people who she named as being involved haven't corroborated it either. Correct. I mean, this whole thing, I think it's just a mess. I think that she's a troubled woman. I think that when you tell yourself a lie enough times, she 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 knows about neuroplasticity. That's how people believe subliminal messaging. That's how people believe propaganda. That's how people believe all. Uh, that's how um, you know there was that big controversy about the psychology world about implanting memories and and such like that because of neuroplasticity. You know. So yeah, she's a psychology professor, right? Right, she's a psychology professor. And I was always taught that people who get degrees in psychology do so because they're crazy and they're not wanting to pay for therapy <laughs> over time. <laughs> I studied psychology for that reason, actually. Yeah, and <laughs> you're a messed up individual. Out right now, the superficial thing about her hair in her face constantly was driving me nuts. I had to get that out of the way because it was bugging me. Um, but then secondly, her... So I looked up I looked up some stuff about this, okay? Her uptalk and her vocal fry in everything what? that she delivered, plus all of what the do you stumbling mean? all of the stumbling that she had over <laughs> some of her answers, that's all indicative of not being truthful. And it's well studied and well documented that uptalk and vocal fry, down talk, calm talk. Those four things specifically, up talk, down talk, calm talk, and fry, are all indicative of not being truthful. And she was doing two of those things in addition to stumbling over answering her questions. Also, she was also talking like, like, a, uh, like an eight-year-old who's afraid of getting in trouble. That's, that's the up talk. That's okay. The up -talk. So you mean by, okay. Yep. And then the vocal it's fry when is you kind of talk like this right that's up top where and you can't tell if someone's that, asking that a question <laughs> and so all of those things just plus plus the whole polygraph thing so i don't even trust this polygraph thing because it was two questions that she was asked in this polygraph and they were non-specific questions <laughs> to the whole thing and she so was trained to be questions dead. about the statement that she hand wrote. That's all okay. the questions were about. It wasn't anything specific though. It was, did you something like, did you write this statement and do you believe, or was, was everything you wrote on the statement true? But nothing else specifically was asked. Right. Obviously not thorough. Yeah, I'm getting and, a poor and, network disconnect, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, we hear you. Can you hear us? Just spotty. I can hear you kind of spotty. Sorry. Um, she's also somebody who is in a profession of knowing how to manipulate one of those also, you know? So that was completely a waste of time, really. I mean, I don't... Having the, like, yeah. as a psychologist, are you, like, trained how to beat those things? Well... All you really have to do is understand what they're what they're picking up on and yeah, you can manipulate it. So, okay, I mean
we we all agree that her account might not be accurate but it's just to what degree that we disagree on as far as like is she flat out lying with the intention with the intent to mislead or is she just unable to recall what the actual truth is that's just, that's just where we disagree we all we're all on the same page though as far as uh, my guess my guess is that her not being factual what she's describing happening to her happened to her just with a completely different group of people and she knows that that's my guess because every every believable lie has a morsel of truth in it you know starts starts from a truth so i believe that it happened uh, certain details might be fudged or you know magnified but um, I believe it happened. I just, I just, I believe that she believes that she's lying about it being Brett Kavanaugh. Mm. I do. Just, I just, she, like, I don't know how she would be able to reconcile to herself the fact that she kept stumbling over facts, you know, and had to be basically bailed out by the Democratic senators who, who were questioning her, not, not even questioning her, who were leading her. And, they kept like bailing her out. And that's what was so cringy to me. It was just like, ah, oh, geez. Like, I, I like, it really felt like a five-year-old was, 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 was testifying <laughs> in a court of law. Like it was just, it was just terrible. Yeah. Like when and the, I, uh, I genuinely felt bad for her. I mean that when and I, I understand why I shouldn't, but I did, I really did. Did we lose Tasha? I'm here. I'm oh. just like trying to fiddle with this. because I've got a bad network connection right now. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, sorry, that was that kind of distracted me, <laughs> the, her disappearance. No, um, I was going to say, though, so don't you think, though, that, you know, people on the other side uh, are having the exact same conversation, but in, you know, in reverse, like, oh, wow, did you see how bad Kavanaugh looked? Uh, yeah oh no i totally see it all over in my feed people are like oh he's such a liar and he's so angry and look at him be angry and look at him be mean angry entitled and i mean it's it was status after status after status after status of people seeing what they want to see out of this guy you know i don't want to see what i'm seeing out of this lady i don't want it i don't want her to be lying you know, I don't want her to be misremembering things. Um, and objectively looking at all of this, and I, and I say objectively because he, he's not my pick for SCOTUS. Like, he wasn't who I wanted. He's got issues that I, that I take contention with. But the facts of this whole thing and then the subsequent um, statements and, and everything associated with those, it, none of it adds up objectively. Mm -hmm. And there is no statute of limitations on these things for, for any of these cases, and that's been confirmed. So why, why are these not being pursued criminally? Right. You know, like there's, there's a serious problem there. <clears throat> and I want to I go back to the whole line of questions. Sorry I missed some of it. Maybe you guys touched on this while I was having a network issue. But... Um, the, all of the line of questioning when Kamala Harris got to her spiel on on Kavanaugh, 
and said to him, oh, this has been asked about eight times already by my count. Will you urge the White House to um, ask the FBI to investigate? There's a few points here. A, again, if this is a job interview, then that shouldn't be, they've already done their job. B, anybody on that Senate committee, which was stated several times throughout this hearing today, anybody on that Senate committee can ask for a, a FBI investigation. Three, Kavanaugh said he'll go with whatever the FBI or whatever the, the committee agrees to do. And fourth, criminal investigation or not, he's under oath right now and he has no obligation to incriminate himself per the Fifth Amendment of our Constitution. Mm -hmm. He does not have the onus to disprove these allegations. The so, accuser has the onus to prove them. Period. So let me just say that I feel though as though Everybody in that room has a very good understanding of the law. And right. Kavanaugh, who is very obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, very obviously a, a, a voodoo doll right now for these people, um, was trying to be very careful in his wording because he knows that if he slips up and he says something, they're going to jump on his ass. Okay? Right. Um, and so he was being very careful. And a few of the senators, Booker in particular, but a few others, were really, really, really trying to get him to say something, and blatantly, like not even hiding it, trying to get him to say something that they could jump on. They're trying to ruin not just this man's shot at becoming SCOTUS, they're trying to ruin this man's career, his life. They, like... You people are monsters. Like, what do you, like, and you know that you're full of shit in what you're doing, and you're still trying to take this guy down. Like, I, it just blows my mind, guys. Like, I mean, I'm serious when I say I felt like there were a bunch of sociopaths today. I really did. Every, everybody in that room, with the exception of Grassley and Tillis, pissed me off today. At least once. With the theatrics, with the fucking, like fake getting pissed shit with the like trying to manipulate people with their wording shit with them trying to get Kavanaugh to say something stupid shit everyone was pissing me off uh, Tillis did a good job I thought and I liked the way Grassley handled it for the most part I mean everybody else was it was just like a bunch of criminals <laughs> I really I really feel that way no I mean I'm right there with you the everything it seems to me looks like it's some sort of attempt to, you know, just add something to your reel, add something to, yep. you know, your reelection campaign or your potential 2020 run, like all the senators. And that's why, uh, I mean, Democrats found a way to spin it as to, you know, oh, well, I guess Republicans want to have, you know, an attorney represent them. Well, us Democrats don't need that. Like what, what, what are they trying to hide? You know, really it was, Democrat, the Democratic senators wanted an opportunity to, you know, showcase themselves asking the questions, you know, that way you can use that for an ad or that to, you know, show off how, you know, big and tough you are and you're standing up for, you know, what you believe in or you're standing up for, you know, hashtag me too. 
so that's what it, it all came off to me as. So yeah, yes, I loathe the theatrics of the whole thing. And I know, I know, Tasha. I know you said you enjoyed Graham's performance, but I liked what he said. But I thought he was being really overdramatic, purposefully. Well, Lindsey Graham's always dramatic. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow this stuff as closely as you guys do. You know, uh, maybe maybe that's just him. I don't know. But I was like, damn, bro! Like you're you're acting just as much as everybody else in that room right now. I enjoyed what he said, though. I enjoyed what almost all of the Republicans said. No, my my buddy told me today. He was like, man, everyone's just mad because Brett Kavanaugh's the dad they all wish they had. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the rhetoric surrounding all of this is just weird. It's like, you know, oh, if he has to pay for the sins of, you know, white privileged men, then so be it. It's like, no, that's oh, not his I responsibility. I screenshotted something and sent it to you guys earlier that somebody said on a thread, and they're just like, I don't even care if this guy is innocent. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's oh. the whole, yes, the whole. Right behind it you know it's a whole concept <coughs> behind it of taking down white uh privileged males and it's like you know what i'm i'm getting i'm getting really tired of this argument because this guy is sure he went to uh he went to a school for for families that were well off or for the children of families that were well off he didn't pick that so faulting him for that is bullshit, first of all. Second of all, he's done something with his life, you know? And he has risen to this high place in life because of hard work. You don't just become a federal judge because you're a white guy who went to Yale. Like, that's not, that's not how that happens. There are <laughs> lots of white guys who went to Yale who are doing shit in life. Mm. I... I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I've got a headache over all of this. Like really, I honestly, physically have this headache because of all of this. And well, this is the only way to decompress. So just get it all out. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know. It's just. See, the problem is that because the Democrats are, are being so overdramatic, um, you just went sideways. <laughs> I know, I know. My see, my phone is being weird. I've got a crappy network connection. It's weird. Um, because the Democrats are being so overdramatic, the Republicans were fighting back by being overdramatic. We get, we can't forget, guys. They're all politicians, right? You know, like that. That is that is so, and that's just like I think that the Democrats are doing themselves a disservice by being the way they're being. And I don't just mean they, I mean in general, the radical left has taken over the left narrative and the moderates are being, you know, um, pushed out and, and stuff. How, just like I think they're doing themselves a disservice, not being, not, not giving themselves the opportunity to be taken seriously. I feel that, I feel the Republicans acted that way and it bothered me. Mm -hmm. So because I will say as much as I dislike Lindsey Graham, damn, he, ha he got me teary eyed in his defense of Kavanaugh today. And I can't, I can't stand Lindsey Graham, you know? But, like, he's right. This is 
entirely a mockery of what this process is supposed to be. And yes, they have, it has been made this big partisan extravaganza because Merrick Garland didn't get confirmed. That's entirely what this is about. I don't buy the whole, everybody's pissed off that Clinton didn't become president. I don't buy that that's part of this. I think it's 100% that Merrick Garland didn't get confirmed and that, that it didn't matter if it was Brett Kavanaugh or anybody else. They were going to pull out every single gun they possibly thought that they could to prevent an, a Trump nominee from being confirmed. Just for argument's sake, then, you know, there are a lot of people who point to, oh, well, you know, this didn't happen with Neil Gorsuch. Right. No, it didn't happen with Neil Gorsuch. But they don't want a second. They don't want a second one. Yeah. They don't want a second one. And they know that it's possible that we could have another after this one. Yeah, because Ginsburg doesn't, you know, she's on her last legs. He could have two, he could even have two more after this. I mean, it's the, the possibility is there. And that terrified us is, is the court being stacked in a more conservative, moderate to conservative manner. And then you can't legislate really from terrified. the street. You just can't legislate from the bench then at that point. Right. And that's not what the purpose of the Supreme Court is. You're not supposed to legislate from the bench. You're supposed to do your goddamn job and right. be a legislator. No, be a, be a, be a, yeah, an interpreter. Right. Oh, I get what you're saying. You said leave the legislature, legislating in the legislature. Right. The legislators need to do their job and legislate in the legislature. And let the judges judge. Not pull it to the Supreme Court because they can't get their jobs done because the majority don't want what they're trying to sell, you know? And I mean, that's the only reason why we have the marriage amendment passed in, in the United States. That's the only reason why that happened because the Supreme Court, I'm sorry, not, the marriage amendment was in Minnesota. The Supreme Court ruled marriage equality because yeah. they couldn't get it done federally. Right. It was going state by state by state That's because that's what it should be. That's right. That's what a union is. That's what this specific union is, this democratic republic. Each state has its governing rights to determine, and it's based on what their citizens want, largely, and, and how their, their elected officials vote based on what the citizens want. It's not bully your way into getting this passed because you can't get it legislatively. And this, it's, this whole thing is just really pissing me off because it's such a demonstration of where we <laughs> My are. dog got a squeaky toy. <laughs> yeah. It's such a demonstration of where we are as a country politically that, that it has to go, that the, the SCOTUS hearings and, and confirmation hearings and such have to go this route. That, that mud comes out and you know what? I goodness. There's this there's this meme flying around all of a sudden of, of that feminists are sharing that says the look on these women's faces is all of American women right now, and it's 
his wife and his female adult friends from childhood with sad faces on because they were reacting, crying when he was getting upset. Mm -hmm. and, and these are feminists who are sharing it as though these women are upset by what he's saying. No, they're not. They're empathizing with what he's saying because they know him and they know that this is a hit job on him. And it's just stupid. I just, I'm really pissed off about all of it. I'm, so I'm not, pissed off at this circus. It's a circus. It is. It's not it, even legitimate anymore. Not, not to switch gears abruptly, but what do you guys think the consequences of, you know, the, the, what they're doing right now, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The precedent they're setting is going to be like, because they are setting a precedent, right? Like they this, are. It's this, just going to be more media circus. circus. Yeah, there, it's the precedent they're setting is circus. That we can just pull out circus politics on and this. So the problem is, is that moving forward in history, Trump's going to get blamed for this shit. Mm -hmm. And it's not, maybe he's the catalyst, but it's not his fault. Not all of it. The way the Democrats are reacting to Trump is 90% of this crap. Right. So, but, but, but what do you, what do you think, what, what precedent do you guys think is going to be set? Like, is this just going to, are we like totally like, is, is, is our Senate hearings like not respectable anymore? Well, it's Go, all you know, moving forward. It's all dependent on what happens next. Like it's all, right. so, you know, I don't, I can't even recall the last time historically that, you know, two people of the same party have won back to back, you know, eight year terms. So. Mm -hmm just based off of that, you're going to pretty much have to assume that, you know, not 2020, but, you know, 2024 or whatever, at some point, Democrats are going to be, you know, in power for at least up until the midterm. And so at that point, we'll see, you know, how Republicans react to that. It's just how it's just going to keep going back and forth. It's not going to be any kind of high road attempt at the high road. It's going to be a constant uh, okay, well, if they if they went low, then we got to go just as low because obviously right. what we you know have been trying hasn't hasn't been working. So you think it's 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 just going to ramp up the uh, how do I word it? It's just going to ramp up the 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 dirtiness between the parties. Yeah, is what you think. encourage outrage. Yeah. You know, I mean, Republicans are the crazy people. So once you have them marching in the street then things are gonna go down you know right now you got a bunch of hippies essentially walking around with you know face masks and black antifa gear you know the larping out there you the last thing you want is some hardcore republicans out there you know with their actual weapons and things like that so i hope it at some point the escalation stops i hope it de-escalates i hope well, do you think that's going to happen? I'm very, do you think that's very. Happen before 2020? No, I don't. But I can always hope. I always just maybe, possibly, someone rises up on the left and is, you know, sensible and isn't trying to push people away who don't agree with, you know, everything he says immediately, just for. <laughs> You know, but I don't see that person at all. All we see are the Kamala Harris's and Cory Booker's and a Diane Feinstein's and uh, who was that other one? Another woman. I just I'm uh, uh, Kristen Gillibrand. 
like these people aren't sensible or anywhere close to being moderate. They're all far leftist in their ideology, well, in their I'll political you, way of being. I have a fear that they're not even, they're being directed to not be, is my fear. Like even, even if they are personally logical people who maybe, for instance, just today thought this was ridiculous. I believe that they're all being directed to, to just go along with the narrative, just act like a jackass, attack the guy's character, don't give him a chance to talk, ask him leading questions to get him in trouble. Um, Is that the, the whole shadow government theory, basically? I wasn't going there, but yeah, why isn't it connected? <laughs> right, right. Um, that, that's not that's not what I had a uh, you know in the front of my mind, but but yeah, I do I do you know you guys know me. I wear the tinfoil hat. I do believe that there is some form of a shadow government pulling the strings behind the scenes. But um, so we're not even gonna, it's not going to happen. We're not going to get a logical Democrat because even even if they want to be, they're being told not to. And if they do it, it's going to be career suicide for them. So right. So I. Backtracking to the, I don't want to call them facts, but well, the fact, some of, some of this is fact, I guess. The testimony given, the written testimony given that was given under penalty of a felony charge, mm -hmm. should they be lying? I don't know why all of these people that she named as witnesses who said no and didn't corroborate this um, or said, you know, I don't, don't recall anything like this or that best friend of hers that says that she doesn't even know Brett Kavanaugh. Why, why would they say all of this under the threat of lying, a felony charge for lying if it was, if, if she was being forthright and honest about it all? Like, why would they it's say, no, they've never heard? Right. Why would, they, why would they say that? Why would they perjure themselves? So you're saying, why would they lie if she's telling the truth, is what you're asking? Yeah. Right. Why, if, if she's telling the truth, why would they, why would they lie? Right. It's four people with four families to worry about. Why would they even consider perjuring themselves? Well, I guess the narrative would be because... They want to protect him. What for? I, I know. <laughs> what, is, what does he need protection from? I mean, he's already a, a federal judge for life. I guess they could say that, I mean, you know, they could say that he paid him or the party paid him or something. They, they can go somewhere. They're not, thank God. But they, they, could, they, could, they could pull up a million... I, I, I'm with you, though. Like, logically thinking, they're, they're telling the truth. She's the one lying. Or being confused. I'll be nice. She's the one who's confused, and they're like, mm, that's not the way it happened. Nobody in this whole scenario has anything to gain by lying. I agree with you. Except Kavanaugh. No, he doesn't. Like, he is if, under I'm penalty of perjury. But I'm saying, if she was telling the truth, he has something to gain by lying. But if she's telling the truth and it was revealed that he is lying, then he loses everything. 
So he doesn't actually have anything to gain by lying. None of these people have anything to gain by lying. So I it's see just, what you're saying. But it just strikes me as completely illogical, this whole thing. And I, I also ha start to wonder with, like, the GoFundMe accounts that have been <laughs> set up for her. Like, she absolutely, actually, she doesn't have anything to lose by lying. Because she's, you know, guaranteed probably a book deal. She's got this GoFundMe that's like $600,000 already. And who knows 600,000? Is that what you said? Yeah. It was at 400. dollars It was at 400 yesterday. Or maybe two days ago. $600,000 has been donated. We gotta, we gotta accuse some Republican somewhere of something and fucking make this money. Like, what are we doing? Right? <laughs> no kidding. Where's my six hundred thousand dollars? Seriously. Tell you what. No, and and this has not been easy for me, honestly. Having been sexually assaulted, having the position that I am already inclined to believe people and believe women and children specifically when they say something like this has happened to them, it has been a serious struggle for me to look at this and go, wait a second, this doesn't add up. This absolutely doesn't add up. And so See, I'll relate to, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say my argument to that line of thinking is that, I, I mean, I totally, I totally disagree with you thinking it's a bad thing to not believe her. Because people like her who come out and make these stories for whatever reason that they're creating them are exploiting people who have actually been sexually abused. Right. And so here's a story that I want to relate to this. It's somewhat, um, somewhat similar. So because my daughter knows that I have this position about believing children and women especially, mm -hmm. and she used to be friends with this girl who was in a family that had a really odd dynamic. Um, and she went to my daughter and said that her dad hit her and she needed a place to stay. So my daughter being the loving soul that she is said, come to my house, my mom will help you. So she came to our house, we fed her dinner, we sent all of the younger children away and we sat with our, our oldest daughter and her friend and we had a conversation about what happened. She relayed to us her story we said, okay, well, if your dad hurt you, we have to call the police. Um, you know, we're, we're obligated to call the police and, and let them know. So we called the police. A police officer came over to our house and said, well, actually, her parents called the police on her because she ran away because um, her father found pot in her room and confiscated it. And she got mad and took her things and left. She ended up bringing pot into our house. Like, we... <laughs> have a no pot policy in our house, you know. She had a pot in her backpack that she brought into our house and she lied about she like she legitimately lied about this whole thing. And she took advantage of the fact that my daughter knew that I trend toward believing or at least listening to what people have to say about something. Mm -hmm. You know? I'm always willing to listen to what somebody has to say about something because nobody listened to me mm -hmm. you know I'm with you on that and even though I did speak up I spoke up and I went to police and I did what I was supposed to do and I still wasn't listened to 
And so I have this policy and this girl took advantage of it. And so that's, I do, that's, that was a lesson in objectivity for me that I can't just believe all women point blank period because they're women and they say this happened. We know that 3% of, of uh, claims are false. This could very well be one of those 3%, especially when objectively looking at it, things don't stack up. Even with the second and third and whoever knows how, who knows however many other accusers there are going to be, none of the facts that they're calling facts stack up at all. Mm -hmm. to the reality and there's nobody to corroborate anything despite people saying that there are witnesses and it just none of it adds up none of it objectively so here's the problem here's why i feel like people are being exploited in situations like this your daughter may have less of a reason to believe the next person who has something to say right and well let's say that person's lying too then the person after that she's going to think real hard, good and hard. And that person might be telling the truth and your daughter might be like, you know what? I don't want to get hurt anymore. Right. And it's that's the boy what who happens. Cried wolf syndrome exactly. is what it is. And that's what happens. And if too many people come out with false accusations against people, eventually nobody's going to listen. Right. And that's a fault of the Me Too movement too, is calling literally everything sexual assault. Absolutely. Well, he you looked at me for six seconds. Oh. Right. Sexual assault. Or he put his arm around me on our first date, and it made me feel uncomfortable. Sexual oh. assault. Okay, did you say anything about it? Did you tell him? Like, we teach our children, if you don't want somebody to touch you, you have to tell them. If they don't want to hug or a kiss from us, we don't force that on them. We set, we allow our children to set boundaries about their bodies from the get-go because that's how you teach consent to children. And that's how you teach children to be assertive so that when they're adults, if they're in a situation that they feel uncomfortable in, they have the, the wherewithal within themselves to say mm, no and to get loud and aggressive if they need to, to assert that boundary, you know? And I'm not, I don't want that to sound like blaming victims because I said no. I said no and I was still assaulted. You know, I, I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do and it still happened. The chances of it happening though, when you are assertive and assert your boundaries really goes down and putting your arm around somebody or somebody putting their arm around you and you saying, sorry, I'm not really comfortable with this is not difficult. It's a hell of a lot less difficult than saying no and trying to get away from somebody who's on top of you. I don't know. I just see. But it, Tasha, it does. It ex it exploits the whole believe people mindset. It exploits the whole thing. And I'm I'm trying to put your mind at ease by having these feelings by by saying that you're not you're not blaming the victim by questioning the validity of the story. Right. At least I don't it's, think so. That's I, I know how it gets fun, though. That's how it gets fun by me too, and by feminists, and by. You know, everybody who wants everybody to be a victim of something. It gets of fun. Course. Oh, you're victim blaming. No, I want people to, just like with every other situation, have some personal accountability. Mm -hmm. 
what were you even, you're 15, what the hell are you even doing out at a drinking party with older high school kids or I mean, college kids? You know, I mean, what? I don't know. What are you my, doing my friends going were at, doing it at 12, so I really, like, yeah, I and I wasn't. I, I didn't do that kind of stuff. Chris, you know? Chris is I a didn't rebel. put myself in those situations. I wasn't but, what my friends were. But. You know, you hear Aziz Ansari and the date that he went on with that woman. What If she didn't want to have anything else to do with him the rest of the night, why the hell did she go up to his apartment? Because he's men famous. If are drunk at the See. same time and a, man, and a man gets a little bit handsy, and I'm going to say that, I'm going to say this. If a man gets handsy when a man and a woman have been drinking and then afterward the woman says, oh, I felt like he violated me for getting handsy, but he didn't do anything. Well, where's her culpability? You were drunk too, lady. Right. Now, now, now you're, you're tiptoeing on the line of blaming the victim. But you're still right. And I know I'm right, and I'm not, but I'm not blaming the victim. I, I want to know, know why, is, why is she not culpable for herself getting drunk, but he's culpable for himself getting drunk? See, you asked the question, and you asked the question, why did she go up to the room? And see, here's the problem. In a lot of these situations, and I might come off as, like, toxic masculine right now, I don't care. This just seems logical to me. In a great number of these situations, these women are doing something. They're keeping their options open, okay? I'm not saying that what happens to them deserves to happen to them. I'm not. Right. But when you're keeping your options open, when you're trying to play the line, when you're trying to, like, I want something from this person, this, that, and the other thing, when you're not just throwing your hands up and going, you're really crossing the line, buddy. Get out of my face. Unfortunately, you're making it more possible for something to happen, for a, a, a crime to occur. Right. And that nobody wants to hear that, but that's just fucking logic. Right. You know, when I did start, um, and I didn't start drinking alcohol until I was out of high school and into college, and um, you know, I worked at a, a nightclub for a little while, and I was a shot girl, and we'd go to after-bar parties and stuff. I was in a few situations where guys who were drunk were getting a little too handsy or a little mm -hmm. too aggressive, and I was drinking, but I still got my ass out of there. I right. still took responsibility for myself and said, okay, I know I've been drinking. I don't want anything bad to happen to me, so I'm going to leave now, mm -hmm. you know, and I'd call a ride or I'd, you know, walk home or whatever, you know. I don't, I don't understand the mindset of women are strong and capable and we can do anything, but except when we're drinking, we're weak flowers who have no <laughs> authority over ourselves or our actions well, I, I don't understand that at all that's a point that i was trying to make with my buddy the other day though when i was telling him you know you survived a sexual assault like you you know were in an abusive relationship uh so by i guess democrat or left-wing definition you should be so broken from that that you can't even talk about it you can't recall anything right. like you just become like you're weak and in my that's that was the point I was trying to make I was like that's kind of a sexist view to assume that just because a woman goes through something she can't be strong enough to you know recall details yeah. and uh you know be asked about it yep this is something I said today to my husband too after Kamala Harris said to um Dr. Ford these these 
searing details and how she herself used the words um, seared into my memory. Seer what's seared into your memory? That you were somewhere and somebody tried to rip your swimsuit off, but you don't know where or who was there or how you got there. I remember 12 years old, the fucking blue towel that I grabbed to put around myself after I was sexually assaulted. And how, how many people were at that pool house? Or the smell, I can walk you exactly to the door of the place where it happened. And it happened 26 years ago. And I will remember it 10 more years from now. That's what searing means. Yep. Searing means that all of these details are burned into your brain, that you haven't forgotten them. I mean, and it's I, so insulting to hear her say these are seared into my memory, but then give no fucking detail whatsoever. Exactly. That's what's pissing me off the most about all of this dialogue and seeing people who I think are absolutely intelligent thinking, oh, she gave details and everything's corroborated. No, it's not. None of this has been corroborated. Oh, well, what corroboration do you need? Okay, I agree. It's hard to corroborate sexual assault sometimes. However, when you have said there are witnesses and those witnesses say, no, that's not a corroboration. Corroboration doesn't mean I told somebody that this happened and then that person says, oh yeah, she told me that happened. That's not corroboration. <laughs> corroboration is supporting that it actually happened. I wasn't able to corroborate what happened to me when I was 12 years old. And nobody would have believed me when I was 12 years old. But that memory and everything to do with that day is burned into my brain for the rest of my life. So to hear her say that this is seared into her memory, I have a really difficult time believing that because I know what searing memory feels like mm -hmm. and looks like. And I'm, I'm, this makes me so mad. Like this whole thing makes me so mad because not only is it a mockery of our process for this, this position, it's the mockery of women like me who have survived this. And I was listening to callers on C-SPAN today and there were um, sexual assault survivors who called in and they were almost all leftists. There were a few independents, but nobody who was a Republican and, and listeners, if you don't know how C-SPAN works, they have an independent line, a Republican line, and a Democrat line. So you get those three voices. Granted, there are far more voices than that, but those three voices able to call in and offer a, a public opinion. There were no Republican voices saying, you know what, or even just independent voices saying, I've been through this and I don't believe her. And I was trying to call in to be that voice because that's not, you know, what happened to me when I was 12, that's the only time that that has ever happened to me. And I'm still here saying, I think this woman is not being truthful, at least with regard to Brett Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. And because of that, this whole process is a sham. Okay, yes. that's my rant. And I, think, and I think that you are doing more for the Me Too movement than Christine Blasey Ford is. And every other woman who spoke today including Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Did she speak? I, I saw her in the background. She, spoke, she, she had a sign. She had a sign she that said, bring in women. 
in the room she had the sign? I, I, I didn't see it myself, but yes, I, I, I heard commentary that she had a sign that said, believe women. What is I this? I commented on Ben Shapiro's article about her showing up. I was like, why are you giving attention to her, Ben Shapiro? Like, that's what she wants is the attention. Freaking Alyssa Milano. Because, well, I mean. Dude, I enjoyed Who's the Boss. Well, yeah, it was a good show. Um, <laughs> but she's like a, you know, she's like the purple elephant in the room. Like, if you don't bring her up, it looks weird. You know, it's like, hey, isn't that fucking Alyssa Milano? Why isn't anyone saying anything? Yeah, that's, like, what, that's what I was saying to my buddy when we were watching it. I was like, or he told me, he's like, I think that's Alyssa Milano. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, what, what's she doing there? But, but you're absolutely right, Tasha. Um, you know, I have a few friends who have been assaulted. And, and when I tell you that the detail that they have of, of you know, the night in question, the, the, the occurrence itself is uh, astounding. And she can't even remember, you know, if she heard people talking, didn't hear people talking, if there was music playing, if there wasn't music playing. Um, you know, originally she said that she didn't, or am I getting it mixed up with a different accuser? Was she the one who said that, that she opened her eyes to see him pulling his pants up or was that a different accuser? No, that was the second one, the Ramirez one, who was blackout drunk at a party, at a frat party or a, a freshman party in the dorms where they were playing a drinking game and had a dildo there. Mm. And she said she woke up and she saw a penis in her face because you guys had a dildo at a drinking game. Yeah, and that just seems from somebody who's played a lot of drinking games with dildos in the room. <laughs> someone's, going, also, someone's going to shove that dildo in your face. <laughs> she also said that she didn't initially want to come forward because she was blackout drunk, so she wasn't sure of her own memories. <laughs> Is that what she said? She said that. No. She, she was afraid of being attacked? She didn't say no, that? No, she didn't say that. She said she did, wasn't even sure of her own memories, and that's why she was hesitant to come forward at first. And people are taking this woman... Like, it's gospel freaking truth. And then this Michael Avenatti clown and his woman who was in college saying really she nice. was a college student and going to high school parties over the course of how many years witnessing gang rapes for years and nobody said anything? No one called the college, cops? Adult college woman going He runs repeatedly. a gang rape ring. No one called oh, the cops? I mean, what is that buddy's story? Is he trying to run for president? Like, what the fuck? He is. He is. He's actually, the white Johnny Cochran. He he's trying to run for president. He is the white Johnny Cochran. And he was just, I just posted a thing the other day in July. All of his assets were seized because he owes like 10 million something dollars in taxes. So he's taking all these, taking on all these high profile clients to boost his own, uh, his own right. name and fame. Get himself a TV show. The second this guy got involved, like... It was just, oh my God, it's so bad. It's yeah, so he's, bad. He's just, he's just jumping at everything now. I never heard of this guy before three weeks ago. And he's fucking Stormy Daniels' uh, lawyer. He's uh, right. anybody who wants to accuse Kavanaugh's lawyer. It's right, like, he's the new you... Gloria Allred. And Michael Knowles stole that joke from me. And I'm going to keep saying it too, because I said it before <laughs> he posted it on Twitter. The Daily Wire has been accused a lot lately of stealing things. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
You hear that, Michael Knowles? It was my joke. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't. Even I know. know. We're, we're all just very. We're all just very frustrated. I feel. I think that he's going to get confirmed. They're going to vote tomorrow. Yes, I do. They're going to vote tomorrow, and then it'll go to McConnell. It'll go through the weekend. They'll have this whole big drawn-out thing through the weekend, and he'll be confirmed. McConnell will vote. Will will confirm him after the vote. I don't think that there will be a Republican that will step out of line on this. It will definitely be a party line vote. So, just like Gorsuch was. Yeah. So there was a. I guess you can call it a conspiracy theory going around some back channels that um, maybe this was the uh, the plan all along, and that if he gets confirmed, um, it will cause a blue wave in November. You think if he, if he gets confirmed, if he gets confirmed, there won't be a point in having a blue wave oh. and galvanizing oh. the base because there's not any, there's no way to, you know, make sure that Trump can't confirm another or you know appoint another justice it's like because he already got two of them i think the thinking is that women are going to get offended and make sure to come out to vote in november you know what i think the democrats in revenge i think the democrats just like with with black people think that all women are democrats when the fact is we're 50 50 split and we get blamed for well, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but white women in particular, white Republican women get blamed for Donald Trump being voted in. Just because we have the gall and intelligence to turn up to vote. Mm. We get blamed for turning up to vote. And it's like, okay, shut the hell up. This is ridiculous. If you want to galvanize your base, then do it. Appeal to people. Figure out what you have to do to appeal to people. Don't strong arm people and bully people into being on your side. Actually have a sound platform to run on. But as I see it, the Democratic Party in general has abandoned women and has abandoned children. And I wouldn't put it, I would not honestly dismiss the idea that this blue wave is actually going to be a red Republican woman wave. I think it's going to actually galvanize women to vote Republican who haven't already. Because I know that I'm not the only woman who went from blue to red since the election. I know that there are hundreds of thousands of other people like me, men and women. You and think people that many? who are I do. I do. And I think that there are people who have never voted before who have now been galvanized to do so. Because they're seeing the shenanigans and the the gender politics and the um, trans stuff and race stuff. And they're just they're normal thinking people who are like, wait a second, this doesn't match up to the reality that I see every single day around me. You know, and I don't think that that is, that that reality is not what the Democrats are, Demo- are, show, are trying to perpetuate is the reality. I, I've been, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful because I've been hearing a lot of, I, I guess you'd call them like B-list celebrities, um, 
coming out and, and, you know, registered Democrats and coming out and saying, you know, I feel like a man without a country right now because I'm not Republican, but I don't agree with what the left is doing and I don't know where to turn. And right. I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful of that, you know, that, and, and all the left has been doing is blaming ever since Obama came out to that cop funeral and blamed cops for the cop dying. <laughs> That's right. like, that's been the game plan ever since. Hillary did it when she said that women just listen to their husbands. And you know what, like every time you turn around, a Democrat is blaming someone for something, their own. Usually. Right. So, right. I, I, you know, I don't know how many more times I could say it's ridiculous. I, I like, sometimes it makes my, makes me, my headache want to explode, you know? I think that the, the realistic middle is what is coming, is what is rising up, and it tends to lean more conservatively than mm -hmm. liberally. It, I feel right, right-leaning libertarians. That's that's what yep. I want to see. <laughs> like, I couldn't agree more. The whole idea of a blue wave, and I don't think that that the I I just I don't see them taking anything in November. I don't see them taking the presidency in twenty twenty because they just keep getting more outrageous and they're handing the election to Donald Trump in 2020. No. And if it's shenanigans was, like this that are doing it. If there was a way to bet, I would, I would bet Trump's going to get reelected and then I would bet a Democrat will win in 2024 and yeah. stay and stay for eight years. And then a Republican will win uh, in 2032 and stay for eight years. And that's just the formula. That's just the well, way it goes. You know, 2024, honestly, with the way, left just keeps getting crazier and crazier, especially with regard to identity politics and the transgender movement and sexual depravity, etc. They just keep getting crazier and crazier. And I honestly think that that's going to turn a lot of people off in the next six to eight years. Well, let's say Trump gets reelected. Do you think craziness gets worse or better? Worse. You don't think they're I think smart? They you don't think they're smart enough to revisit their plan and realize no. like because maybe we better tone were, it down? If they were, they would have learned that lesson with the last election. And at midterm, they would be figuring their shit out this year. It's just a long-term plan. It's like just, they're just going to beat into your head that you're stupid unless you join them. You're stupid unless you join them. You're, you know, you're a predator. You're whatever name they can throw at you unless you join us. You are these things. And they're just going to keep beating right. it into people's heads until they believe it or until they just give up and say, you know what? You're right. I'm tired of dealing with this. I'll just agree with you or I'll just stay home and not vote because you've beaten it into my head enough that I'm, I'm just over it. And my freedom and the things that I care about aren't worth, you know, being ridiculed all the time. They're not using logic and reason and facts and data. They're using feelings and browbeating. That's yep. it. Absolutely. You two are racist white men who are privileged, sexist, rapists. And, and they're using psychology and reverse psychology and every other tactic that they can pull out of their bag of tricks. That's why you see so much white guilt. That's why you see so much white guilt. Right. People are, it's already happening. I genuinely don't. What? How? How does one feel bad for existing? I don't know. <laughs> like, right. I'm not. I've been known in my younger years. I've been known to be swayed by emotional 
you know appeals but now you have a cold dead heart no i see that's the thing that's me that's me i should i should have a cold dead heart but i i don't but i'm not swayed by this crap because logic takes over and i go like even if i wanted to feel bad what am i feeling bad for right because because i was born with a skin color i didn't choose and a gender i didn't choose and a uh, an orientation I didn't choose, and a religion I didn't choose. What am I? What am I feeling bad for? Exactly. It's a mental disorder, man. Like it. Something's wrong with you in the head if you know, you're feeling bad for. But I don't. This is what pisses me off. Like unless you've done something to wrong someone, then yeah, you could feel bad. You know, you could feel actual guilt for something that you've done. If we actually wanted to stop the fucking drama, and I, I do get pissed, I, I apologize, but it gets under my fucking skin. If we do actually want to quit the fucking drama, and we want everyone to live on this earth equally and loving each other, then we will quit the fucking shit. What was happening back then, 70s, 80s, whatever, where black people and gay people were being tossed aside and, and you know, blind-eyed was not right, Okay. But it has swung, and before we could let it be equal for a fucking minute, we let it swing in the opposite fucking direction. It's the same drama, just just different actors. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's the same fucking crap. You're just creating more fucking racism. You lying shitheads. They're creating more racism and creating more sexism, and perpetuating. This, this rape culture by grooming children and perpetuating sexual depravity by women, convincing women that being a stripper is empowering. And I mean, they're perpetuating literally every single thing that they say that they're against. And they're too full of hubris to even see it. This is why I want to live out into the forest, like just move out into the forest or the middle of nowhere. I don't, right. I tell people cause I, you know, Oh, I just want to get away. Yeah. I want to get away from all of this. Right. <laughs> I don't want to have kids that sit around and watch YouTube videos all day and know what a drag queen is at six years old. I think a large part of the reason I'm an idealist and I, I admit that and I consider it kind of a flaw in my personality. I'm the anarchist. I couldn't be any more of an idealist and totally realizing that's never going to happen. But um, ideally I would like it's what happened to me essentially, or at least what started uh, me realizing that the Democrats weren't the answer. Um, is it's all it's all hypocrisy. It's all hypocrisy. You claim that you want everyone to love each other and you want everybody to, you know, that the Republicans and Donald Trump in particular are being so divisive and pulling this country apart, Bernie fucking Sanders. And like, why don't you realize it's really you? It's really you that's doing it. Like, there are a lot of people in this country who don't identify as Democrat or at least not radical, you know, far left who are trying like hell to just keep everything together. And it's their rhetoric, people like Sanders and his bullshit, 
It's their rhetoric that's pulling people apart, that's making people divisive, that's making people resent each other for no fucking reason. Right. It's just, it's, it's so hypocritical. I just want people to see that, like, wait a second, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth at the exact same fucking time, and I've been falling for it for too goddamn long. Right. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get people to do that anymore. Like, they don't want to see it. They just want, they, I have friends who literally feel, have been, have been going more and more and more and more left since Trump's been elected. Not because of Trump, because the more left they go, the more friends they have. Mm. That's really what it's like. Anything that they had that was even like a morsel of a right-leaning thought has been, has been subconsciously killed by the fact that that will lose them friends. Right. Or get them outcasted, or they won't get invited to a party, or whatever. And it's right. like maddening to me. It's like, don't you have any fucking dignity? Like, ah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're off topic now, but it just drives me no, nuts. No, I mean, it, it evolved here because it's all part and parcel to the same sickness and divisiveness that's happening in, in our politics right now, in our country right now. Uh. <laughs> well, nuts. We lost Tasha. No. Oh, we lost her for a second. What just happened? My thing just all of a sudden went on hold, and that was it. <laughs> Sorry, you were you were. But she's right, it is all part of the same sickness. It's all part of the same issue, I guess, and just the you know, fact that we are just extremely divided right now and it's it's on both I mean, it's definitely both sides or all people. Like you know, people don't want to give up ground or you know, they don't wanna appear weak. Or mostly they don't wanna they don't wanna be wrong. They don't wanna be seen as like, oh well if I admit that you know, maybe Chris is right about some things, and that means all of these years I've been wrong. Like, oh, woe is me. There's no shame in that. In fact, there is for a lot of people, though. I think you should be proud of it. if you can if you can admit you're wrong. I think that that that's a redeeming quality. Right, but even from a young age, we're taught being wrong is not, you know, good. So it's better to be sure. seen as right than to actually be right. Perception is everything. If you can convince everyone of a lie, then it doesn't matter because they think you're right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Because neuroplasticity. Yeah. You keep saying it enough, and it's true. Well, guys, we're coming up. We're we're well over an hour, and Tasha keeps cutting in and out. So, I feel like this is a good time to plug and. Take deep breaths, and hopefully we'll be around tomorrow. Hopefully America is still intact. Right. So, Chris, we're... Next show, we have Parker Posey joining us all the way from the UK. From the UK. We got a former enemy. (laughs) Yes. Since we are to the crown. Right, it's to the crown. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, I think. You'll have a proper English lady. All right. Um, so that would be a good time to talk about free speech and free thought. And Will she be allowed speech? to talk about that? 
she will because it's our show. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, put her at risk of going to prison over there. No, we're gonna we're gonna compel her to talk about free speech. Well, good. Any irony there? Yes, I I do. Can she get in trouble on our show? I don't think so. All right. But I mean, she's. Yeah, we'll I was going to say, yes, we will. Chris, okay. Twitter, what is it? Twitter, we have one. You should go to it. It is at Illusions, D-E-S-T-R-1. And follow us, give Bernie Sanders crap. And we are also on Instagram, at Illusions Destroyed, the same name. And Tasha, where can we find you? Um, on Twitter, Tasha Rose Radmam, R-A-D-M-A-M, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Radical Mothering. Well, everyone, that wraps up the uh, show for the evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you guys are beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much. And we will see you on Sunday, and we will have a fun time. We look forward to it. Be sure to follow the page. First guest, yay. Good night, America. I won't be in the dark on Sunday either. It <laughs> gradually got darker. <laughs> All right. Well.